Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Saturday, so you know what we're doing today. I hope you came prepared. If you didn't, you got a few seconds. Grab what you need to get. Get your drinks. Get your snacks. And come on in and enjoy the show. We got some good information. Hope you learned something that you could share with somebody else, man. See you afterwards. Peace. that captures somebody somewhere uh we are here man it's saturday and uh it's coffee crepes leadership and pancakes i'm here with my brothers we're missing some but it's all right because we about to get it in those who are your first time coming out thank you for coming out and sharing and joining us for those of you who uh who are faithful fuse not fuse but faithful uh man, welcome back, man. Where are your coffee and your crepes at? Oh, I know uh, Matt had his crepes. Uh, Phil, Phil, uh, he's making some some breakfast for the baby right now. He's uh he's on on Papa duties. <laughs> what up, Phil? Hey, hold it down, brother. And Joe, he got us thinking he baking over there. He he icing, but he icing the knees, man. <laughs> so look. You know, we we uh we we here to do this thing, man. You know, it's uh it's important um for us individually to to get in here and do this, and you know we enjoy it. It's opportunity to break bread with our with amongst uh, our brothers and sisters when they join us, and uh, just share, man. We learning as we go along, and uh and, and sharing our opinions based on the article. Uh, gentlemen, y'all got anything y'all want to say before? we get into this thing uh joe i see you chewing i'm gonna pop in there i I have experienced and talked about imposter syndrome i think since i was probably a teenager um since i heard it was a thing i went someone someone finally came up with a word for what's in my head and they probably did it long (laughs) before that but uh, that's when i heard about it um every every situation that i'm in i have to fight to to remind myself that um either I got there for a reason or I'm going to make myself be there and it's going to be okay. But this is, this is very, very common. Um, one of the reasons that I related to this is because of, like I said, how personal it is, but also how many people I've just gently mentioned in lacking. Do you feel like maybe you don't fit And And just the responses are, I don't want to sound weak. I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough. I don't want to admit to this, but, but yeah, it's altogether too common. And, uh, the more we talk about it, the more real it is. And I think the the better off everyone will be to to admit it and to deal with it and to move on from it. That's right. Look, we got Inspector Nacho in the building. What's up, Inspector Nacho, man? I'm glad to see you on. Missed you. You've been out for a while. Glad to see you back. What you got, Joe? You know, I, honestly, I'd never heard of, of it called imposter syndrome before. So certainly a new term. But certainly not a new concept, you know, just perusing through the article. I I had to refocus to read again because my life literally was flashing before my eyes as as I read it. I, yeah. I mean, what human being doesn't go through that? I, I mean, you think about raising your children mm-hmm. and and uh, building self-confidence, the self-esteem, the self-image, all, all, of, all of that, that stuff because... This is all about uh, you believing in yourself, regardless of 
uh, who around you doesn't believe in you. That's right. You, you know, because that's that's the that's the big challenge. You know, that's how we 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 kind of formulate in our heads who we are to ourselves um, by what we think of ourselves and what others think of ourselves. Is I think sometimes as humans, we give other people way too much authority in our life. Say that again. We give them too much authority. Look, I mean, man, Joe, you hit that one. You know, I think one of the... So, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on what you said real quick, Matt. So, both of you guys. I knew about imposter syndrome. I heard about it. I never really did research into it to, like, get a, a like, you know, understanding of it. Until earlier this week, where Tanya, one of our guests who come on every now and then, um, she, her show... Um, she was talking about imposter syndrome and battling it and dealing with it. And so she had a show, um, you know, and she was having people come on and talk about how they deal with it. And then I went and looked and I was like, why is this imposter syndrome sound so familiar? And I was like, oh, that's one of our articles that we're going over. <laughs> I was like, Tanya's been in the book. She's been in the bag, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Tanya doing the thing over there, man. That's awesome. So the article today is called Everyone Suffers from Imposter Syndrome. Here's how to handle it. Again, you know, this is not the know-all, be-all. We're giving you the absolute truth. This is our opinion based on our life experiences and um, the things that we may have helped other people get go through. And, and, and between the three of us, we've been through a lot of stuff. <laughs> we've seen some stuff. <laughs> And we've helped some people that's been through some stuff. <laughs> and I'm not laughing because it's funny that they what we've been through and what they've been through. But it's a lot of stuff. If we say if y'all if you could be a fly on the wall when we had conversations. So just a backdrop on my relationship with my brothers in here today. We were first sergeants together in uh, the mighty 421st medical uh battalion okay and, oh, oh, oh. And, and and you know shout out to the viper medics and all the different units that we were with and we were all over the <laughs> europe europe africa uh in that whole mm -hmm. area we were over there and we seen and experienced a lot of stuff <laughs> uh, from top down seniors to juniors and we had to lead up and down so when I say that you know when I'm laughing it's because I'm thinking about some of the times that we came together and we just looked at each other all we could do is just shake our head like alright what we gonna do how we gonna do this we gotta, we gotta fix it and make it right so shout out to these gentlemen my brothers who's been there and uh, always are there so thank you gentlemen for always being there and being with me today Y'all ready? Let's do it. All right. Article is by Andy Malinsky. If you guys have questions, comments, or concerns, drop them in the comment box. It'll pop up over here somewhere. I'll read it, and uh, we will share. Try to address it if possible. All right. One of the greatest barriers to moving outside your comfort zone is the fear that you're a poser, uh, that you're not worthy, that you couldn't possibly be qualified to do whatever you're aiming to do. 
It's a fear that strikes many of us. It's called imposter syndrome. Now we know what it is. I know I've certainly had those thoughts while publishing pieces of writing, whether it's blogs or books. I've had them while teaching my first university classes and giving speeches to corporate audiences. I appear confident on the outside, but feel deeply insecure on the inside, wondering who I am to be stepping on up to the stage. What could I possibly have to say that anyone would want to hear? Will pause. So, all of us have been in trade-off. And if you guys don't know what that is, that's basically the training um, element of the military, uh, army specific. So, uh, basic training, well, I can even go into recruiting, basic, and advanced individual training. So, basic combat training, uh, when your recruiter gets you and they're training you up to get you to a basic training, basic combat training, BCT. And then from you graduate from there and you go to um, advanced individual training, basically where you get your specialty, your MOS. Um, that's all under trade-op. And then you go into like uh, the other specialties, uh, drill sergeant school, recruiter school, um, the AIT platoon sergeants who serve... Um, what else specialty schools are following the trade-off? The officers, officer candidate schools, um, all of these different schools that we have are under trade-off. And there's a special, uh, this doctrine. That's what it is. It's a doctrine. Um, so when you're up and you're training these people, you're running to, like, I had, so as, I guess you guys were, were you guys, um, y'all y'all were instructors, right? Okay, so yep. we work together, so... Drill sergeant, AIT platoon sergeant, basically made sure that we got the service members to the instructors who taught these guys. So these are people who are on the platform. They're your lecturers. They're your professionals that are getting you to make you understand what you need to do and be, uh, get to, to be an expert in that field, a subject matter expert. Get your job. And sometimes you will get, Matt, tell me, a specific, um, we would get doctors from other countries. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. They, they come in, and and they're like, oh, you know, you know. I talk to them and be like, all right. So tell me what 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 made you decide to come in, and uh, you know, like, oh, I would in wherever I was a doctor, and I'm like, oh, you mean like a no, 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 like full fledged doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here on the enlisted side and becoming a medic? In the back of my head, I'm like, what can I tell this person, this male, this female, that's a doctor already? Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, and this is what I was thinking about as I was reading the article. It's like, yeah, man, I definitely. Or or um, while we were in that environment in Fort Sam Houston, Texas, Joint Base San Antonio, E7s, E6s, E anything are a dime a dozen down there, right? Yeah. <laughs> You can literally walk yep. around like this the whole time. I think that's why my shoulder went bad, actually. Huh? <laughs> I said, I think that's why my shoulder went bad. <laughs> it probably is. You'd be like this right here. Because oh, 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 mm-hmm. oh. it's a lot of rank down there. It's a lot of rank. It's the it's the medical school, right? Home of the medical for all the medical now. And so you have medical professionals that have come in off the street. And because of the job that they have, they'll come in as... Lieutenant Colonel, some of them full bird colonels. That's a lot of rank. And you're like, hello. And they're like, how are you? You're like, no, you gotta. (laughs) 
sir, ma'am, you gotta, we gotta, we gotta get this down. <laughs> but you're trying to teach these people who are like educated, like they're way up here, and you gotta mm. bring them all the way to where you need them to get to train them up, so that when someone else see them, they, the green side matches the the, the civilian side, right? So the whole time you battling imposter syndrome. Again, like us, when I was at HHD, it was me and a captain who were over the battalion, <laughs> who was a sergeant major, couple sergeants major, uh, mm -hmm. some majors, some lieutenant colonel. You know, <laughs> we're like, hey, I need y'all to get this Metro stuff together, <laughs> sir, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I know you in charge uh, of HHD, but uh, stay in your lane, Sergeant. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, I battled. I, you know, I can definitely put myself in the shoes of uh, this author, um, and I'm not alone. Actress and Harvard uh, Natalie Portman described this out. Uh, she's a student in a uh, uh, poignant commencement speech several years ago. She says, I felt like there had been some mistake. She said that I wasn't smart enough to be in this company and that every time I opened my mouth, I would have to prove that I wasn't just a dumb actress. Hmm. Howard Schultz, the chair president and CEO of Starbucks revealed that he and CEOs he knows feel the same way. Very few people, whether you've been in a job before or not, get into the seat and believe today that they are now qualified to be the CEO. I'm not going to tell you that, but it's true. Drop a pin right there. What you got on that, Matt? It, well, it's like I was talking about before. This is the uh, failure to admit it, you know, and that is what drives a spike between people, uh, in my opinion. That's what drives that that gap between your senior leadership and your juniors. I got here. Yeah, I got here. Uh, How did I get here? Um. Don't stumble into promotions in the military. We earn everything that we get for sure. Right. But sometimes along with that promotion comes that next level of experience that we haven't quite trained for yet. Um, shoot, I distinctly remember being a, a detachment sergeant going, hey, I, I did most of this as a platoon sergeant. But now I'm doing that instead of with a PL, with, with my uh, lieutenant, I'm doing that a lieutenant colonel right. who's looking at me and my experience as you're the SME on everything army because I'm a doctor and I don't know what I'm doing. That's right. Okay. Well, I don't know it all either. Uh, and, and I have to say it was, it was some really good mentors that got me to very quickly be able to say, um, give your first answer. Absolutely. Give your first answer. Don't, don't just say, Hey, I don't know. I don't have a clue, but let me check on that for you. I'm going to be right back. Right. Um, and, and being able to admit that I didn't know everything right then and there when I was viewed as and trust me, put up effectively on that pedestal in front of everybody by that commander. You listen to him on all things Army. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, uh, let me go look at that first before you send me out there in front yeah. of everybody, you know, uh, or, or, you know, before you have me brief this or, you know, before we do all of this stuff, let me just check my P's and Q's and the ability to ask those questions, the ability to look those things up. Um, I think it made me, I know it made me more confident in myself because I know I don't know it all. Right. Um, I, I don't know nothing. I know a lot, but I also know that I'm not going to be that person that's going to second guess myself 
two hours down the road in a meeting where I said this thing and a hundred thousand percent, absolutely. And then you're going, oh, oh no, we've been chasing the wrong rabbit here. Yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. You know, you build up your confidence through not just having that arrogant attitude uh, and it's tough to do, but that arrogance and that separation can really cause a, a, a lack of willingness for people to want to talk to you and ask you questions and see you as anything other than just that rank right there. That's right. That's right. What you got, Joe? Yeah, man, I, I, I love that specific last part of, of uh, you may have it all together, but if you got the wrong attitude, the wrong persona, the way you display yourself, then you cut yourself off from half, 50% or better, better of any people that you're supposed to be influencing. But uh, listening to you both, I, I remember my very first like hardcore experience with like just self-doubt like there's no way i don't know what you people are talking about but what i know of me that's not possible um it was in jrtc and so um after freshman year i got selected to go to leadership camp right and they only do like two or three freshmen uh to go to this camp because they're gonna um put you on the advanced track uh, for you to get commissioned and this, that, and the other, right? And so that already blew my mind. I was like, whoa, okay. And so I go down to Fort Stewart. It's like a two or three weeks camp down there. And, and man, we were, li we were living like soldiers. I was in a Navy JRTC, but it was at Fort Stewart. And in, man. And uh, out the tunes on, oh my goodness, dude, he looked just like, remember the old school image in 670-1? with the fro and everything, <laughs> the mustache like that. Dude, that's what it, just like yours, say, this, that's what it was like. Mustache. Yes. <laughs> and he, he was hard as iron, man. I mean, like this dude, I, I, oh my goodness. But he, he had one of them voices, man. When we marched, it was, all I gotta do is just lay him down. That Man, that boy, that boy, is, he, he humming right now. He humming. When he took his own runs, oh my goodness. But anyway, so at the, the culmination end of the camp, you know, um, I get presented with the leadership award, right? Big, big old, I think it was a two-tier trophy. And uh, and people, people, you know, congratulations, just that. Yeah, and I had no freaking clue what I got it for. Mm. And I, I immediately began to point out others that I thought was more deserving of it just like no man this guy did this this and this and that guy look at that she did this this and this and comes from this school and 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 man you heard about her family and you know all this other kind of stuff and like i i i, I will not have this i don't want to be in the spotlight i don't want to be any in any of that stuff and uh there was a couple folks they they uh man i i wish i never lost contact with them as i think about it now but they they gathered around me and it was like oh no dude no, 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 there. You, this, this is absolutely you. And they went and got some cadres to come over. And, and one of them, off the tune, sorry, you know, he's one of them. He came over. He said, Yeah, 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 Steven, I put you in for that. Why? He said, Because let's take this one guy. This one guy, he was real, real not me, man. He, he, he struggled running, right? He, he really struggled. And that, that's just not something that he wanted to do because of his legs and everything. And so we ran together every time. Yeah. If, if you drop back, I'm going to drop back with you. And we.
We're going to get back in formation, and we're going to make it through it, man. And then, you know, another person, like, you actually asked me about my family, man. Mm. Just just as they, they begin to point that stuff out, I was like, oh. So those are natural things in you That's right. that make you a leader. Leader, I remember him saying it. I can hear his voice right now. He said, leadership is not a position. Leadership is responsibility. It's what you what you mean to people. And uh, now, in that moment, I felt real good, right? But by the time I got back to school, I forgot all, all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I went right back to, I'm not worthy, right? Yeah. And so... They did my little promotion ceremony. I went from being a a, a seaman apprentice to a uh, a lieutenant JG, right? Okay, JG. Yeah, and um, all the other PLs were in front of their platoons. I was standing behind my platoon in, in the full squad. Yeah. <laughs> at the <laughs> saying nothing to nobody until Cadre came out and said, "Hey, where's y'all's platoon leader? Oh, we we don't know. We was waiting for for them to show up." <laughs> <laughs> And he looked back, and there I am in the back of the formation. <laughs> Joe, what are you doing, man? Get your butt up here in the front, and this, 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 and man, it was, it was, it, what a ride it was. But yeah. uh, learning how to deal with uh, self doubt and and finding what your true strengths are and what your true weaknesses are, yeah. and being okay with having weaknesses, because. Uh, Matt, that's what I really liked about what you you, you said. You, you got to be able to, to admit first that you have weaknesses. And then step two is to be okay with that. Right. right. You're right? human. You. You're human. You're supposed to have something, something supposed to be wrong with you. Yeah, if you had it all together, I mean, I'm, you definitely wouldn't be where, with us right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion, you know, I'm like, you know, we, we would have to, we would have to reach out to somebody to get in touch with you. <laughs> um, yeah. It'll be a little hard to reach out to you. In my opinion, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it's okay to be uh to have issues, man. All right, so what can you do to overcome these feelings of inadequacy that so many of us experience? Um, a first step is something. That Portman highlights in her Harvard address, which I found quite helpful. Recognize the benefits of being a novice. Recognize the benefits of being a novice. You might not realize it, but there are great benefits to being new in your field. Absolutely. When you are not steeped in the conventional wisdom of a given profession, you can ask questions um, that haven't been asked before or approach problems in ways others haven't thought of. I'm going to drop a pin right there. And I want to say that this is important, especially when you get to new positions as well. It could be the same profession, just a new position. And you run into that age old saying of this the way we always did this. This is how it's always done. Well, guess what? Change is inevitable. And if if we stay the same and essentially we're dying, (laughs) right? If you're not changing, you're dying. That's the only reason that you're not changing. And even if you're actually scientifically, physically, whatever you want to look at it, you're dying, that's still change. It's a process in the wrong direction. (laughs) So change is inevitable. It's going to happen. Now, as a leader, the the change you want to be making is positive change. So 
um, I think someone mentioned in the conversation we were having, I like to grab those students that's coming out fresh. They fresh out, they got brand new ideas. You get them, you send somebody off to school, and what do they do? They come in, they got these ideas. Oh, 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 sorry. Look, uh, first sorry, math, sorry, 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 major. Oh, uh, oh, at this class, they told us, I'm gonna tell you one that got me. Uh, I sent my, uh, my armorer, who was a mechanic, to um, armor school. So he went in, I'm like, like, hey man, learn everything you can learn, come back, and we're gonna revamp this thing. We're gonna make it, you know, we're gonna do it the right way. And he's like, oh, you know, they always tell us when you go there, you come back. I'm like, don't listen to what everybody say. When you come back, we're going to, we're gonna apply some of this stuff. He comes back, he's like, first sergeant, did you know? I'm like, please tell me. <laughs> We've been cleaning these weapons wrong for so long. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? He said, when you spray the CLP inside of your, after you finish cleaning that weapon down real good, what usually happens after it's been on there for a while? He said, you sit in that line, get ready to turn it in, you don't wipe it down, and then you get up there, and then the armor grab it, and then they wipe it, and what happens? I was like, it's usually a little bit more, you know, debris or stuff on there. He said, you know why? <laughs> Do tell me. He said, because you're supposed to put the CLP on there first, let it sit for a while, and that breaks up all of that gunk so that you don't have to sit there and do all that scrubbing, damaging the weapon. He said, you wipe it down, you put some CLP on there, you let it bring all of that carbon and crap up off of it, and then all you have to do is wipe it off. And then you do that again, and you wipe it off, and then the next time you get ready to you grab that weapon and you go and you wipe it, you're not gonna have all that stuff on there because you allow for the cleaner, lubricant, and protector to do its job. And I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I can see why um, this wouldn't go over well because we're known for sitting like two and three hours on the floor in the, in the basement, scrubbing, wiping, rubbing, you know, all these different things, I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna, it's just gonna go over. But because we had the old World War One boomsticks that was breaking anyway, I said, you know what, let me pitch this to the commander and see if he's with it. And he said, yeah, let's try it. Do you know that our weapons fired better after we started doing them like that? We just, mm -hmm. when we first get back, we're not sitting out here for no hours. I need everybody to just get some good, wipe it down with a, a good coat of CLP. And then we're going to come back tomorrow because we got the range for this week. Right? So I'm not going to take an hour of your time when you get back from the range. You're going to come in, you're going to wipe it down. And then you're going to come back the next day and you're going to do that again. And then the next week on Sergeant's Time Training, you're going to come and you're going to get that last, you're going to hit it that last time, make sure that it's all good, and you're going to turn it in. Armor's going to check it, and we're good to go. Weapons were firing on point. I'm like, huh. and not not one time that I break out that, that thing and like, <laughs> hey, anybody got the little eye link thing, the little eye thing? Y'all got some little swabs that I could put inside of there? You never have a full package, right? And for those that don't understand, Ask somebody for their range kit, <laughs> and you'll know it's gonna be partial kit. You're gonna have a toothbrush looking thing that has two different parts on the side. 
You may have one that got some of the metal bristles on it. It's serious business. But it's a way, it's a process that you send people off to school to learn these processes to make it the right way. And then it come back and somebody be like, hey, that's that's great, you know, with your idea fairy. But this is how it's always done. Right? So I'll get off of my soapbox. What do you gentlemen think about that? Well, I, I tell you what, Tay. What you did for that young soldier's view uh, is incredible. Um, there's there's something to be said because I, I remember being able to do it, but as a young soldier, I got to teach first arm something, and then first arm went and put it in for the whole unit to use my idea right. to make it make a process that we all complain about better. All complain about. Everybody complains about it, but nobody does anything about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and now each time that he comes to 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 the to face to face with that, I don't know if I'm worthy. I don't know if I can do it. He at least got that one that one. I remember when, and so if I did that, then I can face this this challenge. That's man, that's that's, that's beautiful, man. You, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's something super awesome about being holding that position uh, in any organization right. because you get to affect so many futures positively like, like that because that 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 can actually turn somebody from being a negative uh, negative Nelly negative Nancy whatever you know the term may be but them having those positive experiences like that can can take them off that path and put them on to something a different a completely different trail and then they become trailblazers leading up down the path you know because uh, I, I remember when i graduated pldc man and i i, I came back to the unit first <laughs> i said oh yeah 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 we got a new soon to be sergeant you're you gonna get out here and you're gonna you're gonna run pt right yeah, and right. you're not gonna be running pt I want to hear about your plans. You're going to put together a week worth of PT and we're going to see what you got, future non-commissioned officer. That's right. Now, I was terrified of that idea. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, you just went to school. I said, well, you know what? You're right, because we've been doing some stuff wrong. I've been reading FM 21-20 and we ain't doing something right. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm talking about, boy. Uh, 21-20. That's right. Uh, I like, you know, we, we do circle formation all the time, but we never do it right. We don't do that. We don't do it right. Never do it right, right? And so... Follow me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's it. <laughs> you show the right. You run that circle, you do the circle, yeah, and then you break off and go the opposite direction of the circle. Come on, man. <laughs> I remember. Uh-huh. And, and, uh... I mean, look at what it does for us, right? As we reflect on those, on those, those <laughs> memories, man, you, you know... It, it it releases those uh what what's that that chemical in the brain endorphins yeah the, the endorphins it it releases that in you even now I mean think about how long ago that was come on now it's a long time ago it's a long time ago <laughs> that was a few minutes ago <laughs> and we can talk about it. it still makes us feel super good about those those type of experiences happening and uh, it helps prepare us for the the next time that we get that that speaking opportunity or somebody comes in and 
comes to come see you and say, you know what, man, I'm having a real hard time in life. And instead of you thinking, what in the world did you come to come talk to me about? Yeah. <laughs> what you coming to see me for? You might want to go see Yeah. So beautiful, man. I appreciated that story. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime. The Jewel Junkie said, good morning, Papa Giffen. Guess what's popping, y'all? My baby girl says, hi, everybody. Naja, hello. We love you. What you got, Matt? Well, first of all, you know me and analogies and uh, weapon maintenance is absolutely going to be a leadership class talk. It's going to happen. Yeah. Putting on the CLP, right? You know, that's the that's the subtle changes that you bring. The way that you handle yourself, you show them what it's supposed to be and the little things that you do. And that's that stops you from being, oh, I'm doing it already. That stops you from being that leader that comes in there and says, you're doing everything wrong, change it now. Yeah. Right? That, that subtlety is that CLP. That is your own personal leadership CLP. Oh, man, I'm going to have to trademark this. Um, I, I think, honestly, one of the worst things that we can do to junior leaders is exactly what was done to me, unfortunately, from uh, from PLDC. Thank you for reminding me that I'm old. Um, <laughs> is the um, For those of you that don't know, that's BLC. Um, Oh, some of them had WLC. Uh, some of them had WLC in there. That's right. That's right. Um, no, getting back to the unit and and saying, hey, Sarn, uh, or hey, sir, I've got this thing, you know, and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, go, go, sweet. Uh, go, go do this. Go do that. Uh, and, you know, sometimes just the, the straight up, okay, yeah, thank you. Shut up, Johnson. We're doing something. It's like, no, no, I know we are. I, I, I know we are. But let me tell you, there's an easier way to do it. We just went over this. There's a right way to do it. And then and then there's what we're doing. And um, I learned real quick that uh, there's ways to approach people with things uh, and there's ways to get completely ignored. Yeah. And uh, I think probably I, I put myself in that little pigeonhole a, a little early on right after that PLDC because, uh, you know, got a little, it got a big head, you know, all the ideas trying to fit in there and trying to share them and trying to do better. Um, worst thing we can do and i think the best lesson i could learn from that was don't ever do that mm -hmm. exactly what you said joe the ability to say um i a junior a part of this uh organization was able to impact something that the entire organization does right. that's a confidence builder that's and that's that's a team builder too you know so it's it's pretty awesome when people can do that the right way that's right matt you know um definitely should uh that was a great analogy i loved it with the clp um and, and you are a uh you are a great creator of lectures and programs so i'm sure you'll find a way to make that work um gonna happen and we all and thank we you all, we all suffered through the pldc deal man where you know basically hey that's great stand down uh we're gonna do it this way but you know what? I believe that that created us to be who we are. Um, it may have it may have supported the uh, imposter or was it imposter syndrome? Yeah, it may have supported it actually because if you're saying I'm, you know, it, it takes. So for me, for me, I was I'm a I'm, I was a very serious introvert like. If it wasn't for my mom, shout out to my mom who, you know, y'all hear those comedians talk about the parents calling you be like, come do that dance. <laughs> if, my mom, if my mom didn't do that, <laughs> if my mom and dad wasn't about that life, I could have been like, you know, 
I would have been a bookworm, video game, a holic. But you know, I got mm-hmm. that call. Me and my brother would get that call every night and be like, hey, come in here and do that dance real quick. And you're like, I don't want to dance with these. I don't even know these people. And do that dance real quick. The new dance. And you end up doing the old MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> So what I learned, you know, shout out to school. So parents, man, it's important to push your kids out there, man. Don't let them, and I'm not saying like do it abusively, right? But you got to see and understand the gifts and stuff, things that they have, and put them in slightly uncomfortable. Remember we talked about iron sharpening iron, right? You know, that's friction. And the iron, if you just lay lay two pieces of iron together, they're not going to get sharp. If you move them together in the same direction, you're, you're not getting sharp. You need that friction, and you gotta press while you're doing that friction, and you gotta put them at an angle, right? To get that that right angle and that friction. So what am I saying? I'm, I'm saying that you gotta apply some type of challenge. It's gotta be a challenge. Who's that? Somebody just- That's me. Said oh, okay. Um, you know, al- along with that iron sharpening iron, um, something I heard about a biodome that went up in uh, Arizona a couple of decades ago, people uh, studying trees under perfect conditions. It was on a treadmill run I was doing. This lady was talking about it because she was from Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, she said one of the things that they found inside this biodome with perfect conditions to, to see these trees grow was they would only grow up to a certain uh, height and then they fall over. The, 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 um, uh, I don't know the name of exactly what a tree scientist is. Anyway, the people studying the trees, um, came to the conclusion that, um, there was no, there was no friction in these trees lives. There was no wind. It was an actual dome. There was no wind. And that wind, that challenge, that little push, that nudge is what gets those trees to deepen the roots and widen their roots. And if that's not the leadership challenge that we put on our soldiers too, and that we ourselves were put through, we would be, all three of us, that slender tree just waiting to fall over. But we're leaning on each other. We're we're expanding our root systems because God knows we have had that wind hit us. That's good. Come come on, my brother. That's good. It was a good one. I liked it. That'll preach right there. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm that, 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 that is going just so that you know, Matt. I, I have a Veterans Day message coming up. That's getting ready to get retaught right there. That's all yours, sir. That's a word right there, man. Do you? That is a word. Yes, yes. You can't. Hey, look. So the reason why they need their roots to grow deeper is because that it's that stabilizing factor, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what you know. Um, Parents, we create and leaders you create. So man, that was that was good, man. I like that. <laughs> That's why we here. <laughs> All right, Matt. Agreed. Oh, um, you got a you, you got a point right here. You say uh you don't have to be new at something to be allowed to ask questions. In fact, denying ourselves the ability to ask questions and admit that we might not know everything is what has labeled many senior NCOs as dinosaurs. This is how we always done it. This is how it's done in this organization. Um, who can't break out of their old ways. Um, man, you want to elaborate on that? Hey, Joe, you, 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 uh, I, I skipped you on that last one. You got anything you wanted to add? Say that, uh, say that last part again. 
Um, you don't have to be new at something to be allowed to ask questions. In fact, denying ourselves the ability to ask questions and admit that we might not know everything is what has labeled many senior NCOs as dinosaurs who can't break out of their old ways. Yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, two, uh, thoughts on that. So, you know, when you, you first take the, the hot seat, you know, and you, you feel like you can ask any question in the world, you know, because you're a brand new first aren't and you're figuring it out, right? But then year two, you think you got it all figured out. And so most first horns don't even ask questions no more, even though they don't fully understand how right. how, how to get this done. And, you know, it's a new challenge, whatever the case may be. They sit in their little cubby holes somewhere and they never ask questions. And then the the organization, the unit suffers because they're, the master trainer believes that they don't need any more training and education. That, that, that can be real tough. And I, I say that because I have to remind myself of that daily now, right? So I'm a new IG. And Congratulations. I, thank you, Charlie. And I am on the inspections team, right? And they didn't put me in assistance and investigations first. They put me on inspections. Now, Tay, you, you know you and I, we, we've inspected a few things. A whole lot of things. <laughs> just, just a few. Mm -hmm. you know, just a few. Yeah. And uh, I have to remind myself in my head, first of all, it's been quite a few years since I actually was a preventive medicine specialist. Yeah. When I was out inspecting folks and holding people to standards and this, that, and the other. And then two, I'm in a, in a new world. So I need to ask questions. I can't have the blinders on and think that, hey, you know what? I I, I got it. And in order to become an IG, you got to have an impeccable record anyway. So I got it going on and this, that, and the other, you know. Uh, but it's a delicate balance, right? But the the key ingredient to you having that balance, I believe, is is exactly what, what the article said, exactly what you said, is you cannot get to a point to where you believe that you can't ask questions can't ask questions i mean our our i really actually really really like um our credo uh for the ig core it is to be right then move forward so the way they break it down in school is when somebody comes and asks you a question even if you think you you know exactly what it says still go and double check that so that you will right. that's right before you go forward with any actions right and so i remember talking uh with my academic advisor right while i was in the course and he gave me a great recommendation he said now i know coming up man you know especially right now you probably got a whole bunch of regulations saved i was like i do i do and they're changing so fast these that's days right. yeah. So fast, man. I, I mean, you, you you think you got the most current version? You downloaded it six months ago, and hey, Bubba, I'm sorry. This this chapter is no longer this chapter of that regulation is obsolete. That's right. Or oh, it's been changed. It's, it's it's not even an AR no more. It's a training circle. <laughs> and it the same, but it'll change what type of document it is. Yeah. And uh, and so he said a good recommendation I would give to you, and I give to all new IGs. Don't keep any of that stuff on your desktop because it serves as a forcing function for you to always find it. 
to go back to go to the source the to get version. the freshest version. That's right. And so I think as senior leaders, if we have a focus in our mind to be willing to go back to get the freshest version of whatever it is that we think it is, like how you were saying, take those new mind, those new folks coming in, we go ask them for ideas mm-hmm. to hear their give them a voice and we grow by that voice yeah. you got anything you want to add to that Matt? yeah absolutely well you know one of the things that i've said for a very long time um it, it felt sort of trite when i was saying it when i was younger but i i knew i'd grow into it and luckily i did um the idea that i'm always going to listen to my people i'm always going to listen to my people i'm always going to give them their chance um, you know, barring emergencies or, or active fire um, right. of one kind or another, um, always going to listen to them. And you, you remind them of that. You always have a voice in this organization and you can always come to me with things. Understand at the end of the day, we might not always do what you have suggested, but we're, we're going to listen. And more than just that open door policy, but that we're talking about things in planning right now. Bring it up. We're talking about things while while we're walking out to the trucks to go to the field. Bring it up. Bring it we're up. talking about things while we're setting up the tents. Bring it up. There's no reason not to do that, and there's no reason for leaders not to listen to that. You know why shut down what what could be an amazing idea? Why shut down what could be an amazing idea? Factory, the generating force of all of these soldiers, by saying, or whoever works for you, by saying, I'm not going to listen to you. I know best. Um, I think that's I think it's a worthless mentality. And uh, you we, we all like to say that we're competent in, in it is what it is that what we do for sure. But you, you got you can continue to build that competence. You know, you can continue to grow and you can continue to learn and better yourself. Uh, and, and Joe, you're absolutely right there. You have to your your course mentor there was absolutely right. You have to be right, because when someone comes to the first sergeant, and the first sergeant says, here it is. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and I distinctly remember the difference between detachment sergeant, I'm going to be listened to, to first sergeant, that's the SME. Oh, oh, and that that reality hit me. And, and I'm glad at that point I'm wearing that diamond. No one's going to question. They're just going to say, he said it, that's law. Now we're going to go get arrested because we're doing something stupid because he was wrong. That's right. And you better believe you, you think that has authority. Well, the IG told me, oh, man. Uh, no one's going to question that. I'm not going to look it up if the IG and CYC told me that person knows. That's right. But but keeping yourself straight so you keep everyone else straight. And I have to say, I hate. I love that they're changing. I love that we're growing as an organization. I love that we continue to develop and better. But I hate training circulars because man, I have got FMs and ARs tabbed and red penned and notes and everything, and they are just absolutely irrelevant. That's right. It's, it's, it's good. It's good information, but you can't quote it and you can't reference it anymore. Yeah. Yep. It's it, it, uh, it's it's painful, but I, I I mean you know we could we could we could go on and on about this. You know, I I seen last night uh, a buddy of mine had uh, shared something. It's crazy little army stuff um, on Facebook, and I seen it. And it was leave being denied, right? Oh, yeah. And wait till you hear this, brothers, because this this one was new. 
The commander denied the soldiers leave because they didn't have the expert soldier badge yet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just let that marinate for a few seconds. I'm just going to tell you, I just have red flags everywhere. (laughs) There's just red flags. Like, whoever that senior enlisted advisor is, they should have been all over that, like, let's, we got to talk, sir or ma'am. We need to talk fast, quick. Because your job, I I used to always tell my officer that I'm my counterpart. My job is to keep you and me out of jail. And, and that's, you know, either us doing something physically stupid or us doing something um, mentally stupid because we're not following the regulation. There's, there's, you can do a little bit more than I can do as far as, you know, UCMJ. I can recommend you enforce. You, you are executor, right? But my job is to advise and to go in and look stuff up and make sure that we don't get locked up and demoted and embarrass ourselves, our family, in the uniform that we wear. So that person should have been all over that. Yeah, yeah, right. You, you know, but it, it is. They they have now in the you know the, the ready and resilient cells. They now have the performance classes to, where you can be able to improve your performance, whether it's physical, uh, mental acuity, all that good stuff. Um, and so I know some folks have performance anxiety, like, you know, that they have what we're talking about right now, the imposter syndrome yeah. that blocks you from being able to perform appropriately. Right. And then you have others that just have so many bad habits built up in them for whatever the case. Because what I, what I said to my buddy last night on Facebook, I said, now at least 50 percent of the soldiers that follow those leaders, they're going to mimic that That's right. when it's when it's their day, they're going to mimic that stuff because they think it's cool. Man, my commander first arm was so hard. Man, you had to be able to do this and had to be able to do that in order right. just to be able to leave. I couldn't go on right? because I didn't have my badge. Yeah, I, so I went to go get my badge and look what it did for me. What? Right. You, you know you already earned your leave, right? That <laughs> When you take your right hand, that's what got you your leave. <laughs> it comes automatically every month. I believe you've taken the wrong message away from that, sir. <laughs> it's just, just want to be real gentle with those kids and be like, I, I appreciate everything that you're saying right now, but no. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's oh. good. <laughs> Broke the podcast. Yes, we did. Oh, oh, man. Okay. You gotta gotta put out a warrant before you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, sir. That's, uh, Jesus. Help us. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Lord. We gotta pray for that individual. All right, man. So, uh, we're moving. <laughs> I think we beat that one down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's no surprise, for example, that some of the best research ideas as I, I get at a professor 
come from undergraduate students with little previous experience. People who can think with a fresh outsider's perspective. Again, going back to what Matt said, you don't have to be new to that. We need to practice maintaining that ability to have fresh ideas. And sometimes that's just leaning on somebody else. Be like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And being open to new ideas. Um, uh, this is true in business as well. The pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly has created a crowdsourcing platform called Innocentive. Basically what we just said, through which outside innovators are paid to solve vexing problems the company faces. Hmm, I have an issue in my company. Let me go talk to somebody else in another company, my battle buddies. And it works. Yep. It works. In sure fact, does. according to a study by Karim Lakhani of Harvard Business School, many problems are solved by those from outside the field unit element in question uh physicists solving chemistry problems for example so the time the next time you feel inadequate in a particular domain remember that as an outsider to the role in question you might have the most critical perspective of all because it's fresh you can look at it from a fresh perspective you're not trapped in a box of this is how we've always done it okay Always done it don't always mean it's the best way and the only way. We say in the military, there's many ways to skin a cat. If that offends you, congratulations. We're not really talking about skinning a cat. <laughs> it's an analogy. We're not hurting animals. We love animals. <laughs> we really do. Okay. Matt, you got, a, you got a, something you want to say right here? I'm going to drop a pin. Yes. So this is a huge benefit if you can turn NCOPD and JPD into a discussion. Uh, and that's something that we've moved a lot more to here, certainly where I'm at now and definitely uh, from the 421st as well. But you get that um, that facilitated discussion. That's that's what instructors are all about now. You get multiple sets of fresh eyes on your problems and immediate uh, on the ground feedback without having to wait for the dreaded command climate survey, which doesn't tell you anything than that three three people in your company absolutely hate you and one person is just hitting the middle button all the way and two people kind of like what you're doing. And but that immediate feedback, yeah, yes, that, because they'll tell you about that uh, as they should. Uh, but that NCOPD, that JPD that becomes a discussion opens up that right there. That crowdsourcing of information and you go in there as an instructor and i know this topic left right and middle i know everything about it it's i've spent my career doing it whatever it is and i've researched it for weeks and i put this slideshow together and i know and 20 minutes into it you have someone come up with an idea and you go wow i never thought of it that way so yeah absolutely crowdsourcing and allowing people to to have opinions allowing people to have ideas and share them for the betterment of everybody. You don't have to be the only SME, even if you are the first sergeant or the sergeant major or the commander, you do not and should not be the only person coming up with ideas or things are gonna stagnate quick and you're gonna be surrounded by yes men and yes women, or you're constantly gonna be in conflict with people who don't get to be heard. There's so many good reasons to allow people to speak up, ask those questions and and be a part of things. And, and, and honestly, not very many upsides to doing it the other way. Look, let me let me ask you a question. Uh, there's a training model that they have. What if novel idea, 
that we've already talked about before. What if they utilized that training plan, right, and became more involved in it? That way, when you're bouncing between those eight steps, you're hearing these fresh ideas as the senior, and you're learning because I'm the SME already, but I'm, I'm, I am applying that friction by putting you in a, a uncomfortable position where you got to do this training and you're coming back and you're giving me updates. We're briefing. You're presenting the training. That's what I used to always have my guys. You're going to train me before you train everybody yep. else. Yep. So as they're yep. training me, I'm learning like I never thought about presenting it like that. Yep. This is really good. And you can, at that point, add some of your nuggets into it. Well, think about adding this into it. Maybe at this point of your presentation or your training, you could talk about these things. And now, not only are you making that soldier, that individual, more confident in what they're about to do, you're helping them battle that imposter syndrome that they're going through. You're right-siding your imposter syndrome, like, okay, they're they're confirming some of the things that I battled. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's, yep. it's a reason why we have these systems, because it, it, we all battle with these things, and it helps. And it's a continual process. Every time before I go up and start training, I'm always thinking about, oh my God, am I am I gonna do this right? Am I gonna say that right? It, can I? Am I gonna speak loud? You know my board, my sergeant major, <laughs> sergeant major leaned over. He said, Gifford, if you don't yell at me, I'm gonna come over there and grab you up out that chair, cause I will be answering. The question's right. I will be giving it, but I'm I'm so I'm thinking in my head, I'm yelling at them. And you don't yell at your seniors, right? And so I'm in there, I'm like, yes, yes, Sergeant Major. Yes, first sergeant. Yes, yes. And they like, if you don't talk like you got a pair of something, <laughs> you better open your mouth. I know you know the answers, but I need to hear you. And so then from that point forward, I'm questioning, like, am I being too loud? Am I being too aggressive? Because on the flip side, I had yeah. another Sergeant Major who was like, um, Gifford, are you okay? You look like you want to come over and fight. Well, I had to jump into character when I go into the board so that I get loud. <laughs> and now my character's too aggressive. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> You're yeah. talking about imposter syndrome every time I go before the board. It doesn't yeah. matter. They're like, you're so good. You do all this stuff. But I still, before I walk in there, I before I could jump into fully into character, I'm like, I have questions. I'm I'm questioning my ability. My wife, all the way to me walking out the door, sending me texts before I go into this stuff. She's like, you got this. Don't worry. You study hard. You prepare. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, so it doesn't matter at what level. I'm, I'm so glad they said that. We battle these things, but we have these systems in place. The military, at least I know we have systems in place that help us help others in ourselves overcome those questions and those second guessings, right? So a second tip for combating imposter syndrome is to focus more on what you're learning than on how you're performing. Really? According to psychologist Carol Dweck, the feelings that imposter syndrome leaves you with are ones we might actually be able to control. With a performance mindset, which people suffer from 
uh, what people suffering from imposter syndrome often have, you tend to see your feelings of inadequacy or the mistakes you make as evidence of your underlying limitations. This mindset only fuels the concerns you have about being unfit for your job. But there's something you can work to cultivate instead, a learning mindset. Hmm. From this perspective, your limitations are experienced quite differently. Your mistakes are seen as inevitable parts of the learning process rather than as more evidence of your underlying failings. That is good. That brings us, oh no, that's the second one. Oh, y'all got anything y'all want to drop on that second one? Absolutely. That just real quick. That is uh, allowing people to make mistakes, right? Here's 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 a little job. Here's your left and right limits. You cannot, probably cannot burn down the building. Uh, the company will not fail in its mission if you fall down. And allowing them to make those little mistakes, giving them that freedom to to say it's okay for me to screw up. Great, you screwed up. Let me give you some guidance. Move forward. Try it again. Uh, see what you do next time. The the that's that's the wind buffeting us right that's that that adversity that we need in order to grow because again i I know if if i were perfect i would be imperfect Mm -hmm. if any of us were were perfect we would be imperfect because we wouldn't have the strength to take it the first time we were wrong and that's why we want to allow our juniors to make those mistakes so the first time they make a big mistake they're not a platoon sergeant, detachment sergeant, first sergeant, sergeant major, sitting in front of you know thirty to two hundred people, and, and screwing up, freezing up, and losing all confidence in themselves. That's, right. uh, That's good, Matt. And look, the um, I think it's important for us to do it for our our subordinates, our peers too. But I think it's also good for us to share be able to share when we do make those mistakes in our learning our learning process so that they see that it doesn't stop um i think joe you said it matt you may have said it um we're we're learning we're always learning we're continually learning and as we're learning we're we're you make we learn through our mistakes when we fail right and so as they see us learning at this higher level it gives them the courage to be like, you know what? They're not afraid to make mistakes. And when they make mistakes that they're learning, you're creating that environment and it just makes it even better. You're never gonna get away from imposter syndrome. You know, it's impossible. Um, because you're always gonna, it's gonna be a situation where it's like a new, it, unless you stop facing new things, right? Unless somehow you create a bubble where everything stays the same, you control every aspect of it. And then you become like that tree. Bubble boy, and the first yep. strange thing that happens is gonna topple you over. So yeah, I, that's really really good. I like that. Um, share share your successes, but also share your failures. Remember, uh, Tom Major uh, Pierce, that joke used to come in with all them bruises on him. I'm like, man, what is going on? He was like, man, I, I jumped this. I, he he was a mountain biker, <laughs> and he'd be like, I was going down the hill, and I decided to jump like this instead of like this, and then I went over, and I'm like. What are you doing? He was like, oh, it was fun, though. I loved it. And I'm like, I guess I, guess I got to go try something different. <laughs> so I made over here jumping mm-hmm. off of ramps and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He scrapes everything. He, he, he's still getting battle wounds. He loves getting his battle wounds. So 
You know, shout out to Sergeant Major Pierce and all of those Sergeant Majors that's out there. Uh, senior leaders, all of you gentlemen out there. Y'all out there doing it. You know, still leading from the front, showing people. I remember, Joe, I remember you with your bad knees. I remember seeing you out there running with them. Like, what are you out here doing running with these daggone soldiers? Up and down the bomb holder hills. Man, <laughs> hurt myself. But, uh, I tell you, you saying that I, I remember I used to be so, so ashamed of of that, right? You know, feeling inadequate as as a soldier. You know, I'm not a complete soldier, and you know, you hear it come from some of the most senior leaders in the United States Army about if you can't run, you came in the army running. What's wrong with you now? Yeah, you're not even a full soldier. Real soldiers are no profile. Be like, huh? what? <laughs> Twenty yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, once I, I embraced it and I really got an understanding, it was at 421, I got an understanding of what transparent leadership uh, actually looked like. Because, you know, coming up, you know, you ain't supposed to let your soldiers know when you're having a hard time or you got challenges and this, that, and the other. Well, how in the heck are they supposed to learn? That's right. I'm like, for example, if I don't let them see my humanity. That's right. Uh, and, and so... Uh, I, I really hang around you, you fine fellas, there in uh, the good old The Rock. I I began to learn how to do it, you know, really how to do it. And it, it made me much more successful as a first arm because my soldiers got to see when I was this time last year, I, I got my last clearance of you don't have cancer. And my soldiers got to watch me go through it, right? Got to watch me go through it. I I didn't I didn't tell them everything, but I certainly didn't. If they, they you know, some that's like my platoon sergeants, those are the closest closest to me. They come in, they close my door. First on how you doing? Yeah. And I look at them. I'm I'm okay, man. No, 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 no. First, I came in here to come check on you. How you doing? Man? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We we wanna we wanna check on you because we know, and we talk. Human humans to humans ain't no rank in the room. Then. It's, it's just two human beings talking. Uh, and from what they tell me, they grew from it. And yesterday I completed a, uh, you know how you get those those uh, those leadership surveys? Uh, if a SAR major selects you uh, for it, yeah. to assess their potential, you know, what they're good at and all that good stuff. Well, I, I got one from uh, one of my former CSMs and I, I did it yesterday, right? And uh, as I thought about his strengths, one of the things that impressed me the most about him is, uh, I ain't gonna put all his business out there, but you know, tragedy struck in his family, right? At, at the, the core of his family. And uh, of course, he's a Jill Bat, you know, he's at Fort Hood and his family is in Alabama, mm. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so he took that emergency leave so he could go home and take care of business and be there. Uh, and then he came back. And you could tell he's hurting, you know, the, the, the things on his mind. But watching him lead through that with compassion and and he's, he's, he's not taking anger out on anybody. And the clarity and the quality of his thoughts are still there. It was it was something to behold. Just, whoa, man, that it is. And y'all know it ain't a whole bunch of star majors out there that that. You know, when they, they, they're having a hard time, they let you know that they're having a hard time. Right. And you can watch their actions through it. 
because uh, I think we as senior leaders sometimes we we fail to realize how honorable it is to uh to feel to allow yourself to feel and to allow others to see you feel right. y'all move through that together because it not you know, what's the old saying no man is an island Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a saying, you know. I, I, you know, we we in these new times, so no man or woman is an island, and you you need a you need a friend. It's one of the things I love most about the military. One of the first things you you get told when you get in is, "Here's your mandatory friend." Mandatory <laughs> <laughs> friend. Yep. <laughs> And y'all gonna learn everything about each other. That's right. And I'm gonna make it so uncomfortable for you. You will have no choice but to let somebody else in because wearing this uniform means that you never have to be alone ever again. That's right. And I, I think that's one of the principles that we can take away from the military that really can combat against that imposter syndrome. You're never alone. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, you're never alone. Yeah. Isn't it amazing um, that we happen to be in the same spot at the same time and, um, you know, everybody's dealing with physical ailments, whether you're on a permanent profile or not, um, and all were put in leadership positions, but we had senior leaders who were highly against people on profiles, but we all ended up in those positions and and we had favor in those positions (laughs) because they knew when they said right face (laughs) we weren't about to disappear that's right we led from the front um to the point to where sometimes our seniors our senior leaders and officers and even juniors would be like hey first sorry you need to go sit down we see you hurting we know you're hurting it's okay we got this we got this, and that's that's a, that's beauty, man. That's beautiful. Um, I remember, I remember having a conversation where you know people were debating whether they should get rid of their permanent profile because of X, Y, Z, and like, yeah. and 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 it's legit, you know, it's legit. So I'm like, you know, I, I firmly believe that promotion comes from above, and and everybody's gonna get where they need to be at. But do what you do. Shine where you, what did it say? Bloom where you're planted. That's it. That's it. Bloom where you're planted. When you do that, man, as as much drum as we had, man, I look back and I see the fun times. I see the laugh, laugh, when we laugh through the storms. (laughs) I I see that. I see that versus the, the drama, you know? And um, I believe that all of that stuff can help you, whether you're dealing with it internally or like you were saying, you got your battle buddy and you can see it in them, them battling it. Or they tell you that they battled it. I don't think I'm ready for this. Most leaders, I, that's why I tell my, my junior leaders, I was never ready for any of the positions that I went into. I wasn't ready, but I had the mindset of, I'm mentally capable to do anything. I'm not necessarily ready. Like I was ready to go take over when you walked, when you left uh, the vets, cause them my people. I'm like, I know them. I'm good. I can do this with my eyes closed. And then they was like, Nah, we're gonna send you over here with these people. And I'm like, I don't know anything. 
I mean, I have been a whiskey for a while, but I'm not a. That's not my subject matter expertise. I could I could pretend for a while, but y'all tell me to to, to go through a mask, Al. I see blood, and I'm like, no. <laughs> now we have trained responses, but my first trained response is ill. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go through what you trained me to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. I know it. I know it. I know it because I'm like, oh, it's the bone sticking out. Jesus, why? <laughs> it's like, well, you've been a medic for a little while, but I wasn't really trained. I just trained medics. You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a difference. But you give me some food issues, I gotta shut down the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? So when they put me in those different positions. Um, I had to lean on my understanding of myself as far as a learner. And what did I do? My imposter syndrome, I, I utilized the learning aspect of it, and I partnered with people everywhere. If it was a medical issue, I found my medics, my senior medics, my junior medics. I leaned on them. If it was, if it was my mechanics, I went down and talked to my mechanics. Everybody where I had an issue or I felt like I, I wasn't adequate, I talked to my SME, my subject matter experts, or my brothers, who I'm so thankful that each and every last one of us was a different MOS. <laughs> and I can lean and ask you guys questions. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey man, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I don't know who it was. I came and I was like, so I made you ask me about this this acronym. I have no clue what this acronym is. And they told us like, well, I blew that one. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> and I still got the job. And I told somebody, like, what did you think when I asked the answer that? He said, man, I wanted to laugh so bad. But <laughs> you were confident. <laughs> Shout out to okay. Sergeant Major Ridling, because he was, you know, he had that hearty laugh. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. That is it. That's the laugh. When I asked him about it, he had to get the laugh out first. And he was like, man, I wanted to laugh. <laughs> I said, well, I'm glad you didn't, because I would have lost my composure and laughed with you, your laugh makes me laugh. Right? Yeah. You know, th- th- think- thinking about Sergeant Major Ridland, I-, I remember, and you was talking about boards. I remember how nervous I was going to the to the Morales board, man. Man, I was so nervous. Oh, my, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm super thankful that he was sitting on the the brigade board, right? Because he helped pull me me out of that 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 little dark space, mm-hmm. you know. And then before the last board, we were just sitting out there together, and he was reviewing NCO yards, you know, on his on his phone. He was just going <laughs> doing his star major thing, right? Yeah. And so uh, I'm sitting there, and they talking about weapons, and I'm I'm thinking about the final trials and. And man, I ain't never even seen the M17 yet. And that's right. that. I gotta do something with that in the board. Yeah, that's that's the new hotness. We ain't got them. I'm in a metal unit. Out. We ain't even got them. They on the book, but they came in. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then my, my little detachment. We only authorized two. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I I remember because he was doing this thing until I, I built up a little courage and said, you know, Sergeant Major, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous. And he looked over at me and he first he gave me that strange look like, what? You nervous? It's not possible. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, you don't see these hands wobbling? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, he cracked a couple jokes uh, with me. Really just 
put me at ease uh, so that I could I could get get over it and and remember that I've I've been learning for years and all those boards are about is testing how well you've learned yep. right it's not about how many mistakes you make you're supposed to make mistakes on the board that doesn't stop you from making it through right. the, the board process right it's it's even when you you make some crazy mistakes in there the board members are, are more interested in how you recover from said right. mistake from the mistake itself that's right right and so when i got in there for instance when i picked up the uh the the newest m4 uh carbine that i've ever touched <laughs> in my life and i'm nervous and so i go through the functions check and i treat that bad boy like it's an m 16 man right. you know and so you know i charged that handle three times right. right and i go squeeze that trigger and i'm like hmm, the hammer did not fall it's not working well, I, don't know what, I, I, I don't know what happened so i'm just gonna put it down i tried to do it smooth they caught it they, they caught it and so every, they let me all go through and what was that sergeant major robinson was the one you, you know how oh, he was oh yeah hey uh there sergeant stevens so uh i know you high speed and low drag uh but i I think I missed something on your something on your functions check. Can you uh can you go ahead and do that again for the board? <laughs> and so this time there were no questions. They were all watching me. I'm like, oh sweet Jesus. My heart was pounding. I can feel it in my neck. It was... <laughs> you know, and and I do it, I do it the exact way I did it before because I couldn't think of I didn't know what I did wrong. And so I get to it at the end and I, I know they saw it on my face. I, was, I had to, huh, what is really, why is the hammer not falling? Yeah. I did it exactly right. And uh, Sergeant Robinson says, Sergeant Stevens, what's the name of that, that weapon? I said, it's, a, it's an M4, Sergeant Major. He said, yeah. There. And don't look at it because I know you know it. What are the the cycles of fire on that weapon? Better yet, what is that selector switch point at? And I looked at it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they chuckled all of them. They chuckled all at the same time. I let the side out like, good, good night. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I, I, I said it. I started, you know. Little nervous, antiquated files came up. I, I I went back to what I knew, and what I know is an M16. And he said, "Very good. Put the weapon down. <laughs> you know what you did wrong and why you did it wrong." And right. Yeah. I I know we're sidetracked, but um, we're talking about boards. We just had our promotion board yesterday. I was sitting on it, and um, one of one of the best damn mechanic NCOs I've ever worked with came in and he's he's shooting for staff sergeant and um, big kid he could probably bench press the motor pool uh, one of those guys you don't need a jack when he goes under there to look at the engine he's just like I got this yeah it's this thing you know it's just just a big kid and he was as quiet as possible and um, the the board president asked uh, because my sergeant 
major deployed. We had a major sitting there, but she's prior service. She said, uh, name a strength and a weakness. And he named his strength. And he said, and my, my weakness is public speaking. I'm well aware of that weakness. I'm working on it, but it's, it's affecting me right now. Definitely. I know I'm going to be a little bit quieter and try and speak up. And as he's saying this, I'm like, well, that's, I'm absolutely going to talk to him about that because that's one of the things that we were going to say, but, uh, he went through, he cracked his shell a little bit, you know, in a good way. Uh, broke through those nerves and he was able to get that stuff out but you could still see sometimes he'd ask him a question that was just situational it wasn't book it was situational so it required a little bit of thinking before he came to the answer and i just watched that little guy behind his eyes go hey bud hey 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 here's the answer it's right here it's right here and and the one on the outside just went yeah i, I don't right i i, I don't know right now and right well he came back in um, because we did uh, feedback with every single one of them right after their board because yeah. uh, there were so many of them. There was no sense in making them wait six hours till the next person. It was literally six hours. Um, he came back in. He walked in. He reported, said, have a seat. Um, and you could just see it in his shoulders. It wasn't the slump of, oh, it was the, not this. It was the, I know what I'm doing. I'm sitting here talking. And after uh, a couple of back and forths, um, I said, you know, I'd ask this guy all the same questions that I was asking the guy that was in here a minute ago, uh, and he'd get them all. And he goes, yep, probably. He said, I'd like it if you didn't, but yep, probably. <laughs> Cause you know, he's, he had shut off that fear of now I'm sitting in front of a bunch of master sergeants and a major, right. That I know, but the me I was 30 seconds ago was all bundled up in nerves. And I didn't know any of these people. I just knew the fear, right. Uh, it's real. It's absolutely real. But he was able to take that feedback and, and got his promotable status because he did not do badly. He just, just had some nerves. But, you know, that's what you're talking about, dealing with that frustration, dealing with that. I know I know this. Why can't I get this right now? Why can't I access this? And in times like that, you know, high stress times like that, as a leader, even not in a board, there is nothing wrong with a junior leader or, or one of the junior soldiers coming up and saying, Sorry, I don't know this right now. I don't know why, but I can't figure it out. Great. Let me help you. Yeah. You know, we're we're always there to do that. Mm. Man, you reminded me, um, and it is a little bit sidetracked, but it is. It's all on imposter syndrome. Um, I had a soldier when I was stationed in Norfolk on the Navy base. Um, this guy, his imposter syndrome was so bad that he was, he had such a fear that he wasn't he would fail, but only when it came to official tests. Only, only. I it got to the point where I had to talk my my first sergeant to let me just give him, you know, let me give him a. I'll read the 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 regs and stuff to him, you know, in a way where it's like, you know, he's not knowing that I'm about to give him a test, diagnostic, just to test my theory. You know, I'll go over the stuff and just talk about stuff with the leaders, soldiers around. Y'all stretch out, y'all stretch, stretch, stretch. You know, kind of make it real relaxed. And and I'm like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do our two minutes push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, and we're gonna we're gonna practice like as if it's a test, okay? So I need you to you know give do the best you can on this. This is still PT. We're but we're we're gonna do this is the PT. Today we're gonna, you know, go through the motions of a test. This dude will take the test and pass it. The moment I said that this, this is this test is a record of your, <laughs> give your commanders an understanding of your physical capabilities and the needs and blah blah blah. 
And that dude would, I would look over and he would be sweating buckets. And, you know, he would barely, he would pass the push-ups barely. He would barely pass sit-ups. And the run, n- nowhere near, nowhere near passed. But then I would go right back a couple days later, give him another one. Like, we're doing, we're just going to do a test. You know, we're just going to do a, a, for PT, that we're just going to two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups. And we're going to run the two miles and we're going to time it, okay? We're timing ourselves. We're going to go through the same motions as if, just so that we can get used to it, do it. No issues. And so it's, it's crazy that there's an imposter syndrome that would affect someone, someone's physiological abilities that bad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And that's why it's so important for us to get into that second point of transitioning our mindset on instead of focusing on it's a failure to where it's an opportunity to learn, right? So let's finish this out. It's the third one. Brings us to the third tip. Understand the power of perspective, right? It's going on that changing the way we look at it. Those of us who experience imposter syndrome often feel like we're the ones, um, only ones feeling this way. We're on an island, but reality is very different. Early in my career, when I walked into a networking event, I was convinced that I was the only one worried about making small talk with strangers. But over time, I've realized that practically everyone in the room shares that same concern. Facts. According to a recent survey by Vantage Hill Partners, being found incompetent is the number one fear of executives worldwide. So if you're feeling like an imposter, chances are that others in your situation feel the exact same way. Or as Tina Fey once quipped, I've realized that almost everyone is a fraud. I've realized that almost everyone is a fraud. So I try not to feel too bad about it. It may not be easy, but overcoming imposter syndrome is possible. You don't need to feel helpless or alone. Next time you're in a situation that feels completely outside of your comfort zone, don't focus on your failures. Do not focus on failures. Consider it your opportunity to learn from your missteps and to bring forth a new perspective that others may not have. And that is Andy Malinsky out of the Harvard Business Review. We'll close out with uh, our final thoughts on that last part and what you think about the whole thing. Uh, we'll, far, we'll start with you, Joe. What you got? Well, that uh, realizing that when I, I love that, you know, when you're talking about, you know, you're not the only one worried about, oh, snap, my phone died. We'll, we'll go with you, yes. Matt. That's what that was good. I thought I thought I thought that was part of what you was trying. To I say. thought it was. <laughs> All right, what you got, Matt? Um, yeah, you know it's it's a great article. It's a short article. Um, I think uh, another if you want to read more on this, um, a great book uh, by Patrick Lencioni is the motive. Um, and it touches on that that CEO idea of um, I I know what's going on because I have to know what's going on. Even if I don't know what's going on, I'm not going to admit that I don't know what's going on. Uh, a CEO from a relatively small business was offered assistance from a competitive CEO from uh, the same style of business, but outside of their actual realm. Uh, the idea being that the CEO who was struggling basically said, why are you here? Why, why are you in my area? What are you, what are you doing? You don't need to be here. I don't need you here. And he was very uh, aggressive uh, against this other person. And the, the guy who basically came to ask questions and help and assist because he saw this competitor 
uh, sort of fading, wasn't there as a shark, wasn't there to say, uh, well, you're failing, so I'm going to buy you out or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or I'm going to make you fail. Uh, he said, man, there's no way you're going to bring your business into my area and ruin what I already have. I'm not here as an aggressor. I'm here because I've been through this. I've got this person who helped me. Let me bring her on board to help you. And that is something that we see in NCOs too often. Um, I, I have to say as a tactical sergeant, first sergeant, even especially as a platoon sergeant, going over two peers and, and, and we're all in that very aggressive, I've got to do well, my people have got to do well so I can promote. Um, we, we're, we're very wary of receiving help even when it's handed to us on a silver platter. Um, because what is this person trying to get on me? Are they trying to backstab me? We don't live in that world anymore. Um, we don't have to worry about things like that for the most part. Uh, you know, there's always going to be some people like that. But reach out. Be the person who's willing to take your ideas out and share them with other people. And if you're having a great idea shared with you, take it. Make those connections. Spread your roots. Build your team, even if it's not your team. Appear can be a teammate later they can be someone that you're working for later they can be someone that's working for you later but if you're not willing to admit hey i can accept help then no one's going to listen to you when you have help to give that's right that's good well i was hoping that joe would uh be able to make it back i know to finish what he was trying to say it usually take about a minute for it to uh to load up but for everybody that's out there, man, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us uh, Saturday morning. Um, if you get a chance to, we talked about, um, I talked with Dr. Green, Dr. Garrett Green last night, and the show was on diversity and inclusion. Um, very good, very good. He's the director of that um, diversity and inclusion um, over at Augusta University. Shout out to Augusta University. Um, they have a lot of good programs that are, uh, you know, helping uh, the students and also helping the um, um, the community. What's up? What's up, Asia Tayako? I cannot, I can never say it. I can never say it. What's up, Cindy? That's what I'm going to say because I'm not in the military anymore. <laughs> Sergeant, that's Sergeant Mini-Me. That's, that's one of my military kids, man. It's so good to see you on. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you guys check out the show from last night. Uh, man, leave me some feedback. I need, I, I, we got to keep getting better. Um, eventually, um, we'll do some of these shows together when we get to sit down there all in the same spot. I got to figure out how that works. But um, yeah, man, thank you all so much for coming out. Everybody have a safe rest of your day. Enjoy it. Uh, I said last night there was a, oh, there you go. There he goes. I said, I was saying last night that uh, you're going to finish it out for us, Joe. Um, uh, she's like, I can never say it either, but I always enjoy these lies. Hey, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but look, so last night I made a point. Um, man, life, life is, it's a glimmer. <laughs> you blink your eyes and it's gone. Um, you never know the day or the hour when your time has come. And so in saying that, my reason is I just, my, my big sister passed away not even two weeks ago. Um, and 
her and my wife were planning our next vacation. We were we were getting ready to go places. We were going up to spend time with them for Thanksgiving, potentially, um, at least around that time frame. Because you know, uh, you know, you want to spend time with your family, right? Um, and 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 then she's gone. You know, she's making jokes one moment, and the next moment she's gone. And so, why do I say that? It's not to be a Debbie Downer, but it's to say, while you have breath in your lungs, and then you're in your right mind, reach out to your family, your friends, uh, tell them you love them, tell them you're thinking about them. The beauty of technology is you can shoot a text message, right? Um, if you're not a caller like me, um, and you know one thing that I hate? I hate when people just randomly video call me. <laughs> Without my permission. <laughs> Don't just video call me. Now, uh, you know what? I'm saying call your people. If you're thinking about me, and I know I'm going to hate this. Uh, if you're thinking about me enough, then you just put a video call, and that's, that is what it is because life is fickle. You cannot tell. So I just got to get be intentional about not feeling like I'm being my personal space is being violated <laughs> when you video call me. I'm like, just call the phone so I can still have my headphones on. I could be half naked running around the house. <laughs> I ain't got to get dressed to get on the phone. <laughs> and Jill Junkie tell myself, hey, I do it. I'm going to do what I do. I know what you're going to I know you're going to video call me anyway. And it wasn't that the Jill Junkie because she, she do video call me. So I'm like, you know, I'm like talking on the phone, but I, I hate talking on the video phone worse. You know why I hate talking on the video phone? It's because I got to have the phone like this. You know, if I'm on the regular phone, I can sit that joker down, have the audio in my ears, but on the video phone, they'd be like, where you at? I can't see you. I'm like. So anyways, that's what I got to say. That's what I talked about opening up with last night. Um, man, embrace every and moment that you can. Again, reach out to your family and friends. I'm shooting my message. Hey, I love you. Thinking about you. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you and I care about you. All right. So, gentlemen, I don't know if I said enough. I love you guys. Thank you so much for everything you do um, and for reaching out and checking on us when you know you find out about everything that happened. Um, happy birthday, blessings to my sister Brenda from the Jewel Junkie. Yeah, tell her, tell her we love her. Happy Feliz Cumpleaños! If I said it right, I know my Spanish is broken. <laughs> she, she, she giggled and she said, eh. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, Joe, you're going to close us out, brother, and then we're going to be out. We're going to go. I got to go change oil. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I need to season some meat. But, uh, I, you know, I so enjoy these conversations. And, and uh, for all those that are listening, this is how you what we're doing right now is how one of the best ways to battle the imposter syndrome right now this is how you build confidence this is how you gain new fresh ideas uh this is how you 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 deepen your your roots into the things that you believe in is by not forsaking to come together with those like-minded like you and uh you get to hear new, different perspectives. That's how you get perspective, right? Because right. um, perspective represents wisdom. And wisdom comes from experience. Um, and so for those that, you know, you may be in your 20s or your 30s, and that's okay. There's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, don't rush. Don't don't rush. And enjoy every day. 
because as, as Tate just said, you know, nobody's promised tomorrow, right? So live. There's a difference between walking around every day and actually living. There's there's a difference, and so what my brother was just talking about, ensuring that you call and checking on people, telling them that you love them, um, that's living, spending time with those that are dearest to you, and it 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 will build your self esteem, your self image, your your confidence, your ability to think through problems when the winds and, and storms of life come, your ability to be able to make it through that uh, with a better perspective, because you're gonna make it through it regardless. It's how you make it through it that's the, the important part and i think this is one of the best ways that i know how to get through said hard times um yeah i was just talking with my former commander yesterday i think it was the day before yesterday we were on the phone and uh, i now fully understand why most master sergeants keep first arm on their email long after they ain't been a first arm in three years and they still got it on their email <laughs> because of what it, it means to them and when you come out of the seat you go from being the the man or the woman i i, I mean nobody challenges the soldiers go in and they're talking with the commander and what, what the first arm say yep. oh first arm said that and that's what we're doing that that's that's there's nothing nothing goes against that and that drastic change from being that to you just what am i gonna do today it, whoa, it's a, it's a huge, huge change. And so for me personally, me being able to be involved in these conversations, it, it gives me that that extra uh, splice of cable to give me that five prong that I need to be able to, to tow the, the, uh, the, the weights of life along with me as I as I cruise. And so love you guys, you, especially you two. It's, it's so good to be able to see your faces. Love you guys to death. I'm so glad that after all these years, we still get to get together, laugh, joke, share stuff with each other, email, text, video chat, all that good stuff. <laughs> that man keeps my, um, what was that old commercial? Get your motors running. That's right. Head out on the highway. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this really gets my motor running, man. So I, I really appreciate it. I'm so glad I could be a part of this. Yeah, man. Well, that's it right there, man. That's uh, you, you, you wrapped it up well. Everybody be safe. And until next time, peace and God bless you. Love you guys. Love you, Love too, you guys. Bro. Later. Later.
Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did enjoy the show and you see the option, go ahead and smash that like, comment, and subscribe button for your boy because it helps us out. It helps with the algorithm. It helps with, you know, make people feel good. It helps with whatever else that it helps with. Just smash the button for me. And I appreciate you. And when you get a chance to, um, go ahead and leave a voice uh, memo as well because you know you might find yourself in one of the, the commercial breaks or something like that because you just left a really nice voice message and you know the feedback does help too so again thank you for watching the show I hope you enjoyed it I hope you learned something and uh, I'll, I hope to see you on the next show God bless you and take care of yourself peace